0: Welcome to the "Be About Being Better" podcast, where we help people make evidence-based, sustainable, small changes for their health that compound into huge shifts towards a better, more vibrant life. I'm your host, Abby Stacey, a health and life coach, future registered dietitian, a master's graduate from Columbia University, and a certified intuitive eating counselor. And I believe that we can't make lasting or meaningful change single-handedly. So I'm so happy that you're here, so that together you can see that a diet-free, sustainable lifestyle is possible, and you can leverage that. To live a better life, and remember my disclaimer: this podcast is meant to give you general information. It is not meant to substitute or replace medical advice, a diagnosis, or service treatment. Y'all! Oh my goodness! I am so excited for this podcast episode right now. I, we just finished recording, just finished this interview, and now I'm recording the introduction. Mind blown. Y'all are about to be mind blown. I mean, yes, li- you're going to want to listen to this episode multiple times. Please share this episode. With like More people need this message. You're going to want to take notes. So if you're listening to this on your commute, like listen to it again when you can actually write stuff down. If you're able to write stuff down during the episode, like that is preferable. So many value bombs are about to come your way. Holy wow. Um, And I know a lot of the stuff that we talk about in the episode, but the way that our guest, my friend, Rachel Gibler, the way that she says it, it's just like, makes you think about things in your life and yourself in a whole new way. I'm I'm so excited for y'all to hear this episode. So I met Rachel. We were in a mastermind together, which is kind of when a group of entrepreneurs gets together to help each other in business. Um, our coach was Megan Yelaney, who we've had on the show before. So we were in this mastermind together for about six months and we stayed friends after that and kept helping each other in business and she she just has an incredible story she really is one of the most resilient people i know she's been through a lot of stuff in in her life and she's ended up on the other side and she's sharing all of her wisdom i'm so excited she has a podcast called it's fucking spiritual she has no filter she's an open book she swears so just a little warning there uh, for the explicit content, but it's not too bad. A couple, a couple bombs dropped, but not as many as I expected, to be honest. Uh, only, only wisdom bombs, not, not as many f bombs. So, boom, boom, boom. oh, y'all enjoy the episode. Y'all, welcome back to the Be About Being Better podcast. I am joined today by the one, the only Rachel Gibbler. Girl, I am so excited that you're here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Abby. I'm so stoked to be here. Oh my gosh, we're going to have a really great time. And uh, my first question, we're just going to dive in. This is what we do here at Be About Being Better. And people heard in the intro a little bit about you. And I know people are excited for this episode. Um, so what is one thing about you that, one thing that you've been through in life that has ultimately made you better? Like hindsight's twenty twenty. We can look back now and be like, hey, that was some hard shit to go through, but it's ultimately change me for the better?
1: Yeah, uh, so many things that I could answer to that question. But the one that sticks out the most is the catalyst that was ultimately the event that changed the trajectory of my entire life. And this was when I was in a freak accident five years ago and shattered my leg. And I was forced to take three months medical leave from my company when I uh, I worked in corporate America <laughs> and uh, was in sales and was just running on a hamster wheel for 80 hours a week and oh my God. really hated my life and and I hated myself in many ways and was working 80 hours for someone else during the week, blacking out at the bars on the weekend, running on this hamster wheel, wishing time would just pause and stop so I could think. And ultimately the universe uh, granted my wish and gave me uh, a, an accident that that ultimately led me to changing my entire life. But that's a, a place I was actually, I was out last night at, at a networking event and a girl had an ACL um a big cast on from her hip to her mm-hmm. ankle and I'm like I remember that that
0: <laughs> time so well. There. Wow.
1: And yeah and I and I asked her, I said, did you tear your ACL? And she's like, yeah, I did. And I said, oh my gosh, congratulations. That was the catalyst that changed my entire life. She looked at me like I had two heads, but I'm like, seriously, wow. there is a gift within this. Um oh, and, and people don't come. often Yeah, exactly. People mm-hmm. don't often look at uh setbacks in their lives as a catalyst that can change the trajectory and the direction uh, ultimately the timeline that they're on and that is exactly what I did but I made that decision at that time like this is going to be my rock bottom that I build the rest of my life upon and um, if it hadn't been for those three months and ultimately for that moment of making that decision of like I'm going to tell this story and I'm going to one day sit on podcast myself and have a podcast myself and I'm going to tell the story about how I changed my life from this very moment because I decided and I remember it clear as day wow. um, that I would one day be telling the story and five years later, here we are.
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: And a lot has happened in five years. And <laughs> a lot has happened. You run an incredible podcast. You have an amazing community. And I know some of your listeners also come over here. I've had a couple people that listen yes. to your show religiously actually be clients in the academy, which is incredible. So do have, we got a lot of crossover. And um, when did you first like hear about manifestation or when did it really click for you? Um, because this is, this is what you're about now and all spirituality. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I probably heard the term manifestation
1: maybe about six months after I got into this work. I, mm-hmm. I came in what I call the front door of self-development, which is like mindset work and setting your goals and very hyper masculine, um,
0: energy. Yeah. And that's where a lot of and, people are right now listening to the show. Yes. So, yes yeah. So and it's a great place to
1: be. be. Mm -hmm. great place to be and there's levels and layers to this thing right so then from that that evolved into spirituality Mm -hmm. and uh going down the more esoteric rabbit hole and uh some would call it woo woo a little bit and that's probably when i heard manifestation but having it click for me has been a process it hasn't been this thing that oh, I heard the term manifestation and I just write down my goals and what I want and why I want it. And then I just like connect to having it and let it go. And then it comes to me. I'm like, no, that, that at least for me, that's great. There's a lot of manifestation coaches out there that teach that. There's a lot of um, people that have claimed that that has worked for them. For me, that has not been my experience with manifestation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really had to look at my shit like a lot. And that I would even call the front door of manifestation as well. Like, right? Like I'm going to write down all my goals. I'm going to make my vision board. I'm going to say affirmations. I'm going to be positive. And I'm going to just like manifest the things that I want. And I'm like, that's great. Mm-hmm. And That's about 5% of what I've found when it comes to actually manifesting your dream life. And so for me, mm. it was really a process of subconscious reprogramming work and really looking at limiting beliefs and things that uh, held me back. Looking at the different parts of myself. I do a lot with parts works and archetypes um, and about to bring that into my business more. Um, A lot of trauma work, a lot of somatic healing, a lot of body healing. So I've gone down, I mean, over the past five years, a lot of different avenues and rabbit holes. And ultimately, have come to the conclusion that manifesting our dreams, right? Um, really comes down to kind of merging a lot of this work. It's all amazing, but nothing, at least in my experience, have I found this is the key. This is the thing that you do. It's more, for me, has been taking bits and pieces of a lot of different areas of work. And I've manifested a lot in my life. I have completely changed my life. I've, concha- I've changed my finances. I've changed who I'm around. Uh, I've changed my own level of self-worth. And I'm really real and honest about the fact that it's still a journey yeah. and I'm still on it and I'm still walking the path. And I've manifested all the things I wanted on my vision board that I that I had when I began. Yeah. And the bar keeps moving. The bar keeps raising. and And I've come to realize that it's so much less about the stuff and the manifestation and the things, but it's so much more about the feelings that you have when you're in it. And ultimately that's become my new North Star.
2: Yeah,
0: so would you say, cause I've heard this said before, but I wanna debunk a lot of manifestation myths while, while we have yeah. Yad, um, yeah. that if you think about your goals and where you hope to be and you tease out, okay, how would I be feeling at that time? How would I, how would I be walking into a room? How would I be dressing? But specifically around the feelings, if I you know, come up with three to five feelings and I start to cultivate those now in my life, I could be an energetic match for that goal. Is that something that works or is that going down the right path or not really effective?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we've got to connect to the feeling because the feeling mm-hmm. is the frequency and that we emit and that we put out. And it's so much more about the feeling than people realize, you know, You might think you want, say, 10K months in your business for someone listening to this. It's like starting their business or maybe on your health journey. Like you want to be a certain weight. It's like you don't actually want 10K months in the business. You don't actually want to be a certain weight. You want what you believe you're going to feel at that time.
2: Mm. And
1: there has been so many times, I cannot even tell you, Abby, that perfect example is this: the, the house I had last year. I was in a gorgeous, and I'm, I'm so open. I'm like the biggest open book ever.
0: We love it. We're here for it.
1: Gorgeous, three-story townhome. Huge, white, bright, eerie, like exactly what I wanted. All my vision board. The house, when I got in it, I went through a breakup. It was way too big for me. There was kind of like, I was far out from driving. I had to drive 15 minutes into town, which for a lot of people, they're like 15 minutes. But for me, working from home, I would isolate myself. And I would be in this big, gorgeous house for six days alone and then be like, why do I feel depressed? Oh, because I haven't left my house in six days and it wasn't really about the house. It was what I thought I was going to feel by having the house. I moved to Austin and I downsized so that I could live downtown, walking distance and be around people. And I realized what I wanted was the feeling of connection. What I wanted was Got the it. feeling that I was successful. I wanted, yes, I wanted space and I wanted a nice space place but it wasn't about the thing ultimately and so if we can understand that it's so much less about the thing that we want and so much more about the feeling that we think we're going to have when we get it then we can start to people we talk about like the law of detachment or or in manifestation for those listening like if you go down this manifestation rabbit hole or you listen to manifestation coaches they'll be like release the or release outcome Release attachment to the outcome. And people are like, well, how can I release attachment to the outcome if I really badly want this thing? And this is how is that you realize that it's really not about the thing. So there's a saying in manifestation. It's always this or something better. And when you realize it's literally about the feeling that you're going to have or the people that you're going to share it with and the connections that you're going to make or like it's, it's about the experience of it. then it doesn't really matter if it's a big three-story townhome. It doesn't really matter if it's 5K months, 10K months, or 50K months. What matters is the experience that you're going to feel when you have the thing. And if you begin to start cultivating those feelings now, it it doesn't really matter what the outcome is. That's how you can release the outcome is because it, it ultimately doesn't really matter. Like, I'm happier now in a two-bedroom apartment than I ever was in a 3,000-square-foot home Mm -hmm. by myself. Like, so the thing is not the key.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So how do you start to develop
0: those feelings and cultivate more of that in your life or really identify at the heart of it how you want to be feeling?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Number one, it starts with awareness Mm. and stillness for me this is what i've learned people need more of that people resist it Yeah. yeah people you keep bulldozing through your life how do you expect to hear what you actually want and what you really feel and think inside yeah you get up and you do the same thing over and over again every single day you brush your teeth the same way you go to the kitchen you eat the same food you get in your car you think the same thoughts you listen to the same music this the same. Maybe you're listening to this podcast and you go to your office and you get annoyed by the same things. And then you know, and you fill your time and then you go to the happy hour and then you get home. And you know, it's like it's the
2: same shit. So people don't disrupt the pattern enough. Mm. And what
1: I've found with this work so much is like you can drown out that inner voice. By bulldozing through your life. And so much of the answers that you're looking for are going to be found in the stillness. Yeah. So many people, they're scared of being alone or they're scared of being still with their thoughts or they're scared because they're scared of what they're going to find on the other side of that. Yeah. But you think you want all these things. You think you want to manifest a better body. You think you want to manifest uh the the partner or the money or all these things and you're like why isn't it happening and why isn't it working but you're doing all the same crap and you're not willing to sit with yourself long enough to even ask yourself is that a thing that i truly want to -hmm. connect with the the truth of who you are and what it is that you desire and what you really desire is a connection to yourself and feeling alive and feeling whole and feeling free
0: if you can't even sit alone with yourself how do you expect the person of your dreams to want to sit with you and be and be still right. with you yeah how do you expect
1: money to want to sit with you mm-hmm. how do you expect other people to want to learn from you how do you expect because you're bulldozing through and and guess what it gets a lot of people semi-mediocre results yeah it gets some people some pretty big results whether then they end up feeling empty
2: on the other side of it and ultimately in this work what i've found the only way out is through you can't go around it
1: you can't jump over it you can't you've got to sit with it and walk through the fire and you have to be willing
2: the people people that are willing are the ones that are walking the most fulfilling path and that's that's it wow wow so powerful like you can't it won't be able to leave whatever
0: the resistance is unless you let it come and really face those those limiting beliefs. Now, where would you recommend that somebody start if they're like, yep, that's me. Mm -hmm. I can't even eat a meal without having to like watch TV or scroll through TikTok to numb out because I can't sit alone with myself or I can't drive in the car without listening to something and blasting music to drown out my thoughts. Like how, which with those two scenarios, I would say, okay, let's start with not, you know, watching something while we eat, maybe just Mm -hmm. commute to work without listening to something, like take small steps. But um, what suggestions
2: do you have for where people can get started with this work?
1: The first thing I'll say to anyone listening to this, if that's your question, you know what to do. You know what you
2: need. And you're just not doing it. And whatever comes up for you that was confronting
1: great start there Mm -hmm. so if you are drowning out you know what sit and eat a meal in silence sit or drive in the car in silence just for a moment see what happens the thing that you're afraid of is the key the thing that brings up the uncomfortable icky feelings inside of you that's the answer Whatever feels like you're kryptonite, that's the fire that I'm talking about having you walk through. Whatever holds the most charge has the bigger freedom on the other side when you unlock it. So go to the biggest charge that you can that you feel. And when you unlock that, what's on the other side of that is so much more freedom, is so much more abundance, is so much more connection to yourself. And... You've got to be willing. And so, what that could look like, because I can just like picture someone being like, okay, great, but like, I don't even know. I don't even, I, don't, I, I have no idea. Right. Pick one thing. So many people listening to this podcast, you're, you probably listen to a good amount of podcasts if you're here, right? You probably, you know, you probably know a lot of the practices. You know, you're supposed to journal, you know, you're supposed to meditate. Um, you know, you could do some ice baths, you know, you could do breath work, you know you're supposed to work out, you know, right? Like, there's all these different things mm-hmm. that are tools. And most people, many people, listen and listen and listen to the podcasts. They read the books, they listen to the audibles, they know the things that they need to do. You know what to do. Don't do all of it. Don't overwhelm yourself. It's the same thing as like that. I'm sure you talk about Abby on here is like just do one thing. You yes. don't need to like all of a sudden overhaul and go into a crazy diet and go work out for two hours when you don't even walk 15 minutes every single day, right? Like, like That's exactly what I say. I figured. I'm like, I, I, know, I know she'll buy for this. Same thing as in health. How we do one thing is how we do everything. So it's the same thing in spiritual work and, and doing self-development. It's the same thing in your business. It's the same. The definition of trauma is too much too fast.
2: Goes both ways. Okay, speak more on that. Yeah. (laughs) So definition of trauma is too much too fast. So
1: you think you want to change your life overnight. If you changed into the version of you in every area, money, career, success, um, having the partner, having the body, having all the things, you wouldn't be able to handle it. Not because you are not capable, but because that is not how nature grows. So we grow slowly over time. Your ability and your capacity to handle and to cultivate the ability to hold what it is that you desire expands and grows over time. So if you try to overhaul every single thing in your life and you're beating yourself up as to why you're not there, you have 10, 20, 30, however long years of practicing being one specific way. We cannot overhaul that overnight in any area of your life or you're going to go back to your baseline and it's not going to be sustainable because that's traumatic. Yeah. So let that go and allow yourself to do one shift that compounds over time. You shift to all of a sudden you walk 15 minutes a day. All of a sudden you're now reading 15 minutes a day. All of a sudden you're now meditating just for five minutes every single day. Every person that is listening to this has five minutes to meditate. I'm sorry. Do not tell me you don't. And if you were to do that, and then you would slow down enough to notice what's shifting within you, well, now you're playing a different game. So you're noticing, you're noticing these little shifts. Don't bulldoze through your life. Notice yourself for oh my god, I'm meditating five minutes a day. What am I noticing that's changing? What what thoughts am I noticing? Now you've called, you're cultivating a new awareness, so people think, "I need it now, 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 now."
2: You just slowed yourself down. So instead, grow slowly, and as you grow slowly, the exponential shifts and
1: ultimately, the success that you want to manifest seemingly shows up overnight. So that's how it actually works. But people don't understand that. So they think that they need to overhaul their entire life and then they wonder why they're on a Mm -hmm. Mm yo-yo. And that's why.
0: Yeah, and it's easier for you to pick up the gut feelings of what to do next. Like I think a lot of people, okay, once I do that one thing, okay, but what's the step after that? Because there are so many high achievers listening to this that want the boxes to check. This is not a list of boxes to check. And that's why we can't give you what the second step would be because the first step has to come from you. And then through that, you'll have more awareness and you'll be able to follow the gut intuitive feelings on what is the next step. And I love that you said too, how we do one thing is how we do everything. So if you could build discipline in one area, you'll be able to translate that into other areas of your life. Um, But that will give you the confidence and the trust back in yourself that you can do one thing. Oh my gosh,
1: I could say so many things about that. it's so true people get so annoyed at me because they want the key they want the ticket they want the step they want and it's just not that and i'm not gonna lie to you it's a process and also like make it fun Mm -hmm. why are you making it so heavy we make this shit so heavy yeah like oh like so daunting like change my life or like the spiritual like all these concepts i'm like listen where are we i mean. It's a game. This whole thing is a video game. Like just, <laughs> hey, how like, yeah. you know, what what could you do today? What possibility? What's on the other side of you meditating for 5 minutes like unlocks a key. Maybe like we were just all going around and finding keys that unlock different doors and like it, this whole thing is like a scavenger hunt. Like that's literally how I view it. Like, oh, fun. What's on the scavenger hunt that I'm going to find today? Oh, there's some gold coins over here. Great. Oh, there's a connection over here. Like, it- mm-hmm. what if you gamified it? Yes. Because at the end of the day, does anyone really know what we're doing here anyway?
0: Literally, so, no. Yeah. Let's just have fun while we're doing it.
2: <laughs> I'm like,
0: Wait. what the fuck is the point? Oh my god. Now we had Meg on recently, Never. and we were talking about masculine, feminine energies. Like, masculine is mm-hmm. is the doing and the checking of the list and um, the feminine is the being and we have so many people listening right now that are in their masculine and we got a lot of questions like, what does this mean? Could you speak more to, you know, feminine energy? How, how do I embody that and how do I start to run the seemingly masculine things in my life like my business or just my career? Not everyone has their own business listening to this,
2: um, you know, being in my relationships from that feminine embodiment. So if yeah, you could speak on that, that would be great. Yeah. It's a
1: balance. Uh, it's a, And and this is something that I'm still learning in, oh. in my life as well. We need both, right? We all have both within us. And when we are tipping the scales in, in one direction, the other too far, and we come out of balance, that's when we feel discord in our life. So with your business, for example, like if you're just kind of like, well, get some here i'll like create when i feel like creating and then like all of a sudden it feels like you know your emotions are running the show and then you can't show up because you're like not feeling like it and da-da-da. we're lacking masculine structure mm-hmm. if we're really rigid and like this is what i need to do and this is what and then like but there's no room for creativity there's no room for um possibility there's then we're in our masculine too heart right and so you have to really look at what is it that I need in my life or in my business, right? And how could I begin to start? So from a feminine strategy, because I know a lot of your listeners are in
2: masculine. Mm-hmm. Um, feminine is all about sensual, and when I
1: say sensual, it's not sexual. Mm-hmm. Sensual is the senses the five senses. So one of the ways that I love to tap into the feminine essence is delighting all five of the senses. So give yourself some space, give yourself permission for 30 minutes, an hour, put on some music that makes you feel really just flowy and free and good or Sensual, sexual, that's what you want. Whatever, like something that delights you in the moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Put up, maybe burn some incense, smells, like fabrics that you're wearing, like different, move your body. Just allow yourself place to flow and see what comes through for you. Notice an awareness of what, like that's a really good practical, for my masculine babes, practical tip how to get into your feminine energy yeah just delight and like slowing down and noticing feminine is full of wisdom and we block ourselves off from wisdom when we're trying to control trying to control the outcome trying to control um the structure of things and how it goes and our goals and da da da. what if you gave yourself permission just for an afternoon And instead, you cultivated listening to your intuition. So many people don't do this. Get still. Say, what do you want me to know right now? Allow your intuition to guide you for an afternoon. Where do we feel like going? It's like, oh, let's go to this shop down the road. Boom. Okay, great. Listen to it. You don't need to know why. You don't need to know how. Just like, go okay great where do we want to go next what do we want it's all about desire it's all about following it if you haven't even paused enough to listen it's gonna feel really weird and then your brain's gonna come in and go well why would I go over there why would I do this why would I want to do that because that doesn't really make any sense your masculinity has taken over and we live in a very masculine driven society so instead I mean we talk about people not being able to trust themselves when you cut yourself off from your intuition which is all divinely connected to your feminine So give yourself permission and space for an afternoon to be led by that inner voice without questioning it and have fun with it and then just see what happens.
0: Oh, this is so good. Everyone needs to take their next Saturday, next day off and do this. And so fun. Yes. I did it last Saturday and oh my gosh, I went to a bookstore, I went to a coffee shop, I had phone calls with friends to catch up, but it was just all intuitive. Sometimes you book a phone call with a friend to catch up. We're going to catch up Thursday at 4 p.m. And then it's like you're dreading the call, even though it's a friend you probably haven't caught up with in a while. I don't know. So at least that happens to me sometimes. And I'm like, I don't want to be dreading this appointment on my calendar when it should be a positive thing. But when the calls come up more organically, it's just, oh, it just feels so good. So yeah, I love leading, letting my intuition lead on Saturdays. That's like my day to do that. Oh, yeah, so good, so fun. So Is fun. there anything else with you know men, money, manifestation basics that you think we should know? Ooh,
2: well, there's
1: so many things. I mean, I could take that down a
2: lot of rabbit holes. Um, we haven't talked about money at all. Financial abundance. Yeah, money needs a container to flow into. Number one, a lot of people think like money is just going to like show up or or it's just going
1: to one day it's going to change. One day it's going to change. And what I've learned, at least on on my journey, is money needs a container and a safe place to flow into. Money needs to feel safe with you. We can talk from like a woo-woo standpoint if we want, right? Like Mm -hmm. we hear that all the time of um, treat money like you're in a relationship with it. And you know, how are you speaking about money? How are you feeling about money how are you and those things helped me to a point. I've worked with a money coach uh for quite some time now when I started and all i'm super open i uh I made a lot of money last year. This was my first year in my online business I, i've been in i've been you know when my podcast launched a little over a year and a half ago is when everything really took off for me, and I made a shit ton of money um I wanted you know the going back and wrapping it up to this the the first half of this podcast and what we were first talking about is like what you think you want isn't always what it feels like when you actually get it and i went through a major dark night of the soul a year ago because in the online space we hear oh my god i want 10k months 10k months this like this right 10k months is a thing or then i i would look up to these coaches that had You know, oh, they had a $30,000 launch. Like what? Because when I was in corporate America, my first job out of college, I made 30K in a year. So it was like, what? That's crazy. They had $30,000 This person had a $50,000 launch. That's wild, right? And then it happened for me when I went all in relatively quickly. My very first beta launch was a $50,000 launch. Oh, my God. My my next launch was a $65,000 launch. And I quickly surpassed 10K months, 20K months,
2: 40K months. And it did not feel like I thought it was going to feel. And it set me into a spiral
1: because I realized what I thought I wanted wasn't what I wanted. Was it great that I had more money in my bank account? Yes. Did I want that? Yes. Did I feel the same exact way about myself? Yeah. And almost a little bit worse because then I felt lost because I realized, oh my gosh, what I thought I wanted wasn't the key. It wasn't the answer. It wasn't the ticket. And, and at the end of the day, I was still left with myself. Mm. And I also quickly learned just because you make more money doesn't mean you have more money because then my expenses went up. And then my, and I, and I learned these things very fast and something I do acknowledge myself for and love about myself is that when I see something and I learn I quickly learn and then I pivot so I immediately was like okay I'm hiring a money coach okay I'm gonna figure out what I'm doing to invest okay I'm gonna like I realized that
2: there was work to do
1: there yeah and it's also also what ultimately led me down uh somatic and trauma healing and healing trauma in the body because I understood that I had done mindset work for so long and that in many ways, my body, and my automatic subconscious processes, even though I was doing subconscious reprogramming, trauma is stored in the body. So I really went on this healing journey of like, it doesn't really matter how much I have if, if it doesn't feel the way I wanted it to feel when I arrived. And suddenly I became the coach
2: that people started to look up to.
1: And I became the person that was like, oh my gosh, she did this. And I was like, I felt like an imposter. It felt like I was like, it so did not feel the way that I thought it was going to feel. And it ultimately was just another level and layer of healing. So I just went on a major tangent there. But I think like the point of this is realizing like if you're sitting there comparing yourself to the coach that, you know, is hundreds of thousands of dollars or is a millionaire or whatever number one you have no idea what actually they're feeling at that point point. and now being in the spaces that i'm in i can
2: seriously tell you everyone is just a human being and it's all about how you feel when you have a thing and if you're wanting more money we need a
1: container for it to flow into you need to feel good about it you want to be able to um really be able to energetically hold it and also i really began to learn my money archetypes with the coach that i was working in and that's ultimately the thing that that has changed my life more than anything mm,
2: else
0: i haven't heard of that what is that
1: so money archetypes are the subconscious and i'm not certified in this so i'm gonna do my best to just like bring it to everyone at the money coaching institute is where i've i learned this um okay. and i'll have to give you the book because the book is and my coach wrote the book and it's epic um and amazing and, and it goes over all of the types okay. but ultimately we can look at how we speak on money, right we can Talk about treating money like our boyfriend. We can like do all those things that manifestation talks about, but if we don't understand how we actually relate to money, and like for me, the archetypes are what help. You're still going to always self sabotage. So, I have I know people like I have friends that are multi 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 millionaires that also have multi multi million dollars of expenses because they their money archetypes are still the same. Yeah, and so we are from my understanding we just like our subconscious mind is formulated between the ages of zero and seven. So is our money concept is formulated between the ages of zero and seven. And and it ends up running the show for years and years. And so it could be from our parents and how our parents spoke about money. It can be about society. It could literally be about, we went to our friend's house and like the concept we had about our friend in their life doesn't even have to be true. But the way we perceived it as a child is what ends up installing our software program about money, right? So there's these different archetypes. There's the victim archetype, which is like, oh, I'll never get ahead with money. I never, I never have enough, like just feeling really bad for ourselves. And you often like these archetypes are sneaky, like you, you won't realize that you're actually a victim archetype. Right.
2: Yeah. Victim
1: archetype. There's the innocent archetype, which is like, I don't want to look at it head in the sand like, oh, that's too hard. Like I, I like if you avoid your bank account, you're in your innocence. There's a tyrant archetype, which is like. Exactly what it sounds like. Either you're beating yourself about not having enough money, which is your self tyrant. I was a self tyrant, a really big self tyrant There's also um, or a tyrant toward other people there is uh the fool you overspend all the time you don't look at you over give that was also another one of mine and like i would would be at the bars and be like 10 shots for everyone's years and years ago right and then i would look at my bar tab it's like a 22 year old and be like why did i just spend 400 dollars that i didn't have at the bar yeah yeah like i that was a big one for me and then there's the warrior there's Maybe a few others that I'm missing, but there's the warrior and the magician, which are the archetypes that you want to move into. And uh, the warrior is the get it done. I can do it. I can figure this out. And so like cultivating the inner warrior, that's something that I've really, really worked on. Um, And also the magician, the magician, the magician is the ultimate archetype that we all want to move into, which is I trust money. Money trusts me. I can create money anytime. I can let it flow out. I can let it flow in. There's always more. And so the warrior and the magician going back to divine masculine and divine feminine uh, think of the warrior as the divine masculine and the magician as the divine feminine. And when you cultivate um, the archetype of both of those and have them together, working together in tandem Mm -hmm. um, that is when you ultimately have the greatest capacity for money and the greatest ability to hold it. And all of these shadow archetypes Number one, is just like an awareness. Like It's okay. Wherever you're at with money right now, it's like, it's okay. We are, we're not taught this stuff in society. No, and when, not- you, when you have an awareness um, of what archetypes that you're constantly moving, we're, we're all multiple archetypes. We typically have a few that are at the top. Um, so if you find yourself like a, a tip for people, And this is what I've really worked on is like, if you find yourself not wanting to look at it, or if you find yourself feeling really sorry for yourself or angry or jealous of other people
2: or whatever, right? Practice cultivating the warrior first of like, you know what?
1: If they can do it, so can I, you know what? I can do this. I am going to open my bank account right now. Like, because the, the part, it's just a part of you. We're really big into internal family systems, which is parts work. And every single part of ourselves is valid. And they're just trying to protect you and keep you safe. But it's not who you are. So when you're walking the spiritual path and you begin to get still and cultivate an awareness, you'll begin to understand that the part of you that self-sabotages, the part of you that overspends, the part of you that's in their innocence, the part of you that doesn't want to look at it or the part of you that overeats. It's just a part of you that, that is intelligently trying to protect you the best way it knows how. But you aren't bad. You aren't wrong. You aren't broken. It's just a part. And it's drowned out the warrior in you. It's drowned out the creator in you. It's drowned out the, the part of you that is strong and resilient and capable. I guarantee you, if you looked for it, you could find times in your life where you were resilient, where you were capable, where you did do the thing. Maybe when you were backed up into a quarter, like I have a very strong warrior, but my warrior at the time was only strong when I was in a crisis. When, when that warrior had to come out, oh my, I have one of the strongest warriors of anyone I know. Of. And my innocent and my victim and my fool really drowned out that warrior for a long time specifically with money and so you have it in you just your other parts have been louder so got to have the awareness to cultivate the warrior when you notice yourself going into those other archetypes with anything not just money Mm -hmm. my business oh my god why is everybody else it always happens for other people not me like oh i can't believe it why would she spend her money like that whatever the fuck your thoughts are you know like That's just a part. Listen, you have a judgy part. You might have like a part that, you know, beats up on you. You might have a self-tyrant in there. Set them aside. No, you know what? No, you don't get to run the show today. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to, I'm going to step up and I'm going to support myself just today, just in this moment. And then you learn how to cultivate the inner warrior. And you also, or look at possibility. How could that happen for me? That's the Mm -hmm. magician. Right? How could I create that? How could I create that for myself? How do I see that that's possibility? And what are the possibilities from where I'm standing right now in this moment? And if I say that, and you're like, no, but there's that possibility for me, you're in your victim.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just strong. So when you begin to understand the archetypes, then you can begin to shift and actively call upon the warrior and magician parts of you that actually are your true self that can create what it is that you desire. And so it's been it's been a journey working with these parts of myself for. Yeah. For a year, but it's helped I'm excited
0: to get the book. I think I really yeah. need this and I probably yeah. need a money coach as well. Um, oh, that's so good. And when you said before to, you know, money needs a container
2: to flow into. I think that concept might be a little confusing for people Mm -hmm. could you explain that a little bit yeah absolutely what are you offering what value are you creating so if you're a
1: coach if you're if you want an online business are you talking about your offer are you talking about how you create value for people are you inviting people into work with you one-on-one when my when my financial reality really shifted like when I had that $50,000 launch, I created a container. The container being my 12-week program. Now it's a 10-week program called Manifestation University where I take people through a four-part process, unlock, unlearn, uncover, and unleash, where I take them through their limiting beliefs, their subconscious reprogramming. I give them a ton of tools like what I just talked about today, Um, Mm -hmm. whether that's from parts work, all these different things, right? And as I'm learning, I'm constantly adding to it. Mm -hmm. And that's a container that creates value for people, help solve a problem for them and what it is that they want. And so that's a container that money can flow into. And right now I'm not selling a ton because I I was working on the foundation and hiring for my business and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, granted, I have a beautiful amount of recurring revenue, so that's how I'm able to do that. But I'm not having these huge launches right now. I'm not actively being like, Here's a container. People can buy my course on Evergreen for, you know, a discounted price. That's a container, but it's a smaller container. So I have a smaller amount of money coming into that that portal right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And so people that are like maybe a corporate America or something like that, they need to increase their value, whether maybe they, it's, it, it's an additional certification or other skills or whatever mm-hmm. it is, so that you could get a promotion, get a raise or whatever it is to be a bigger container
2: for money to flow into
0: right is that what you mean yeah i mean okay
1: so someone that's in corporate america right like you like oh my god I'm, I'm, I'm having a fixed salary like manifestation like that only works for people that like have an online business or the whatever no in your closet how much money do you have in your closet right now thousands of dollars you got that old louis vuitton purse that you don't even really like anymore and you never wear value that's somebody else's value that's a container go online you could sell that that purse and you created value for someone else when you begin to train yourself to see value in a different way you have literally money you are swimming in a sea of money right now do you have a roof over your head do you have food in your fridge do you have do you have clothes on your back do you have a cell phone in your hand? Where are you listening to this podcast on right now? Awesome. You are in a sea of money in a sea of value that was created for you. So when you begin to understand that you are, that's what abundance is. If you're like, how do I tap into abundance? Open your Look. eyes. <laughs> Look around. Look around you. Look where we are. Like One of the, my favorite exercises that I think about is like, okay, close your eyes and imagine like spanning out from yourself 360 degrees, right? So like if you saw yourself from a bird's eye view and you like expanded your awareness, noticing the four walls that are on and then what's on the other side of you, is it apartments or a room or is it grass is it outdoors? And then, you know, imagine all the money that's circulating right now in this moment At the valero station across the street someone's swiping their card at the across the street at the restaurant over here someone's swiping their card and then there you hit a mall and then all there's thousands of dollars that are just like imagine all over the world like in the ethers right now how much money is just like transferring everywhere and it's just a concept money is literally just a concept it's numbers on a screen that's all it is and so what are people doing they're transactioning value. And so when you can begin to understand you're swimming in it. And when you can expand your awareness and your perspective
2: of how much there really is, that's a portal. It's a, a
1: tunnel that you walk through It's an expands your awareness of what's on the other side. Right now, you're like looking through. I know you guys can't see me. You're looking through like a little tiny people, like imagine like out your front door, you know, those little holes that are in the door so you can see if there's a creep on the other side. <laughs> so like you will lo- lo- look through the peephole. That's your perspective right now. And what I want you to do is open the whole door. I've never said that. Pretty good.
2: That's really good. <laughs> um, I appreciate you
0: kind of calling people out but but in a loving way it's like we if we don't like the life that we're living right now something needs to change we need to disrupt the routine you can't keep
2: doing the same things and then expecting a different result Yeah, and it starts with stillness it does awareness so so, so good okay so where can people find you what are you promoting right now all the things Yeah,
1: absolutely. So the best place to find me is on Instagram, TikTok, at Rachel Gibbler, specifically Instagram. I hang out there a lot. And also on my podcast, It's Fucking Spiritual. You can find that on Spotify, Apple, all of the places where you listen to podcasts. And as far as, um, you know, working with me or wanting, if you want to dive like more into this work, into subconscious reprogramming, into um, manifestation, but from a very scientific standpoint, I break down spiritual and self-development principles in a way that makes them very real, raw and relatable for people and in a way that you can actually apply it to your life and understand. So I've got a course called Manifestation University that I mentioned on here. And uh, right now I sell it for 75% off the actual group program. So you can do this self-paced course. It's amazing. It's like 25 hours of content and a ton of different Mm -hmm. workbooks to begin to apply this to your life. Um, Mm -hmm. So you can purchase that at any time Or if you're really wanting to dive in, I have like two spots open for one-on-one. So that's ways to work with me now. And uh, definitely DM me if you uh, found me from this podcast. I am really connected with my community and I would love to get to know you more. So don't be shy and uh, come introduce yourself.
0: Amazing. And the last question that I always ask every guest is what is one thing that you're going to do this week? Because we always want to focus on one thing, at least. Uh, what is one thing you're going to do this week to make your week better? I,
1: right now,
0: am feeling really good with
1: turning off my phone early. Mm. Yes. And I, I can even get into the rabbit hole of, like, having my phone later at night and all of those things. And it's really powerful just having that distraction. I love that. And first that. thing in the morning. I think we all need to do that for sure.
0: We do. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us today. I seriously appreciate you and all of, your, all of your words of wisdom and all the literal value bombs. You just incredible. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me, Abby. This was so much fun.
0: Hey, y'all. Thanks again for listening to the Be About Being Better podcast. I so appreciate you. If this episode made you laugh, smile, think about yourself or your life differently, in any way making your life better, I empower you to share the show with three people who, just like you, need to hear this message and have this type of transformation in their lives. I personally read all the reviews of the show and see the Instagram story shares and honestly gives me so much joy to see that our mission is making people's lives better. And the reviews really do help in increasing our impact. So thank you so much for taking the time to do that. If you need personalized support with anything discussed in today's episode, or need help creating a sustainable diet-free lifestyle, take my quiz. It's linked below in the show notes and that quiz will help you see which one of our coaching programs is right for you. Thank you so much again for listening and here's to being about being better.